Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome to the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are going to talk running backs today. We kicked off our training camp preview just yesterday when we um, talked about quarterback play. We had Corey Kinnan on, who, who was on to talk about some of the statistics he's dug up on Baker Mayfield. We talked about the position as a whole. Uh, we talked a little bit about where the backup quarterback situation stands with Case Keenum across the league. If you have not listened to that, go back and listen to it. Uh, as we kick off what I think is going to be one of the most exciting seasons in Browns football in a long time, and I want to go through position by position. Quarterback doesn't have any mystery to it, and really running back doesn't have at the top of the depth chart much mystery going on. It is it is a group that is led by two absolutely fantastic players in Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. We will talk about those guys. Before we do so, we should look at who is all on the roster at the position. We mentioned Nick. We mentioned Kareem. The battle for running back three is what's going to be the most interesting position, in my opinion. Dearness Johnson enters year three, South Florida product, had a role as a third running back last year, beat out Dontrell Hilliard for that role, which was a little bit of a surprise at the time, but I think he played pretty well last year. Dearness ran uh, 33 times, 166 yards, also had uh, three catches for 14 yards, made his biggest impact in the kick return game, which is... Certainly a, a location of which I believe will be uh, up for grabs, that opportunity across the board. But I think he he did a nice job, at least in my opinion, of handling kick return duties where he had 14 returns on the season for 351 yards, a 25.1 average, which was a step up from the 21.1 Donovan Peoples-Jones had in his 18 returns. I thought when Dearness took over the kick return role, it improved drastically from when Donovan Peoples-Jones was doing it. I don't think he'll be a punt return guy, but we'll see how that all shakes out. The challenger for that role is Demetric Felton, the rookie who we have talked about on this podcast, who has a bevy of experience at both running back wide receiver, UCLA uh, product 59189. Then you have sort of the fringe players, John Kelly, Tennessee running back, Trey Harbison, the rookie out of Charlotte, who will sort of fill out the camp bodies role, maybe creep onto the practice squad, but seems unlikely. So let's start at the top. It's going to be a Nick Chubb-Kareem Hunt deal. They're both fantastic, both comfortable running the schemes that the Browns brought in last year. Kareem actually ended up leading Nick in carries, 198 carries to 190 for Nick. Kareem only ran for 841 as opposed to Nick's 1,067. Nick doubled touchdowns, 12 to Kareem, 6. And uh, obviously the yards per attempt, 5.6 for Nick and then 4.2 for Kareem. I thought personally, looking back, the Browns sort of figured out Kareem Hunt's gap prowess and those schemes, counter power. And especially uh, Kareem became pretty dangerous in shotgun running situations late in the year. I thought they found a balance. It looked like it at certain points throughout the end of the season, both of those guys could get to a thousand yards, but it didn't quite pan out that way. I don't I don't know if there'll be a threat to do that this year. I think it's going to be a little heavier slanted toward Nick Chubb if he stays healthy. Kareem makes his impact in the passing game. 51 targets last year. He receives 38 
uh, catches, 304 yards, five touchdowns, which are at the top of the metric. I think the five touchdowns were the most for any running back in in pass-catching duty last year. 16 catches, 150 for Nick. Nick actually jumped up a little bit in the pass-catching game. A 65.9 pro football focus grade is an increase that helped him get to 88.3 as an offensive overall grade. That includes his pass-catching, pass-blocking, run-blocking, and and, um, his run grade. His run grade actually took a dip to its lowest number since he's been in the NFL. So this is your true rushing performance. He had an 89.7 as a rookie and 90.3 last year and it dipped down to 86.8. I thought there were some early season games, but man, I thought they got a little nitpicky with that metric. But he saw increases in his pass blocking, which is great. Jumped from a 70, well, we should go back to the rookie year, 51.7 to 77.8 last year, uh, sorry, in 2019, and then up to 91.4 last year, which is which is great. And then the increase in pass reception grade, which is also great. So... Obviously, Nick is still at the prime of his career, only getting better. I think the best is yet to come for him. Uh, we talk about Kareem. He finished the season uh, to 74.4 overall grade. Okay, That is his lowest since his time entering the NFL. Now, remember, he came into the NFL like a wild man in terms of his production early in his career. He, he's gone down, unfortunately he's gone down every year, 82.1, 81.6, 76.7, and then 74.4 last year. His run grade did jump up a little bit this year, so it goes from 80.4 to 84.1 in his Kansas City days. 2019 last year, he goes 70.3 to 75.1. I think he's found a niche, what they want to do with him. I think that grade will only continue to climb his pass reception grade dipped last year to the lowest it's been in his career, which I don't I think there were some drops that got mixed in there a little bit that probably hurt the overall mark. But I still think he's a deadly receiver, and they'll continue to use him in that role. So those are your main two. We talked about Dearness Johnson, who's a guy I like his ability to cut, uh, and especially zone scheme cut, one cut, get downhill. He just doesn't get enough opportunities when you have two good running backs like this. You know, you can't forget the run that Dearness Johnson had to close out the Colts. About a 21-yard run on the third and four, I think, uh, up the left sideline to close that game out. And he he performed really well in the Dallas game uh, as well, where he, I mean, everybody performed well. Dontre Hilliard did too before the release. Uh, all those guys performed really well because Dallas was a mess at that time. And their defense was pretty much a mess all of last year. But uh, this, is, this, is a, this is a good group, as good as it is in the NFL. We're going to talk here in just a minute to our guest about this group collectively. But before we do so, I want to do a little bit of the superlative stuff, which is which is looking at some big categories. Like, we're going to start at the top. We'll do these for everyone. We can do it for quarterback because it's just like everything's Baker Mayfield. It's kind of silly to look at it otherwise. But with running back, we could, we could delve into these. So it, it, you talk about the player that has the most pressure on them in 2021 at the position. I think it's Nick Chubb. The reason I say that is because of contract. His contract is going to be wildly important. He needs to perform in his in his contract decision year. He needs to perform and, and reach metrics that are going to help him get paid his maximum dollar value. I think Nick uh, is 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 the most pressure packed player uh, at that position. And again, it's not much. He doesn't have a ton of pressure, but he 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 you know he has to perform. He's got to, he's got to go out and do what we all think he's capable of doing. Can he can he handle? Uh, a huge number of carries. I don't think they're going to put that giant number of Derrick Henry-like carries on top of him, especially with Kareem here, to split the duty and keep those legs fresh for a second contract. That's kind of my opinion. Breakout candidate, it's tough for this position because both of the lead guys have broke out. 
I don't really have a good one for this one because I just don't think there's a realistic breakout candidate in this group. Okay, uh, we're kind of looking at anybody with a highlighted new role potentially in here. I don't really have anybody other than I think the kick return uh, part of things could be a huge role for whoever wins that running back three job. And that takes us to our end of camp trade candidate. This is a category that the Browns have a ton of positions with some depth. You could trade one of these guys and try to improve a position elsewhere. I think you could potentially trade Dearness Johnson. If you see that Demetri Felton through camp and preseason is a player that you think you can roster and use him on kick return, punt return, some pass catching situations, and as a nice third running back, I think you can trade Dearness because he's not going to last on a practice squad. You could go out and move him potentially for a young defensive back for a team that needs running back help or something like that. Just a long shot type of thing. Not going to get a ton of return on any running back, but you could get something. I think Dearness has potential to be a guy that they could look at moving. They're not going to move Nick or Kareem. I don't see that happening. The surprise 53, so a guy who sneaks onto the roster who you maybe don't think. It's hard to say I don't think Felton's going to make the roster, I just kind of think he is. I think he's a really good player in both phases. He provides more, uh, the, the the ability to do more for your offense than Dearness Johnson does collectively, and that's what you want. If he can prove that he is in any way a productive kick return guy, at least to anchor that role a little bit, or you know they find somebody other than Dearness they feel comfortable with, I think that's a situation where you could see Demetric Felton lock in his job. But I, I think he's the least. So it's not really a surprise but I think he's the leader in the clubhouse for the take for 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 the people on the roster to take that role. They're not going to. It's just hard for me to think they're going to keep four running backs, especially with how many tight ends they like to keep and six wide receivers. We're going to talk about in tomorrow's podcast. It's really hard for me to think they're going to do that. But you know, if they if they go down to three, the battle to watch, the key battle. And this is the last part. The key battle to watch is that running back three battle. You know, is is whether Felton can overtake Dearness Johnson for that role because they drafted him, they like him, but Dearness is a good football player. Uh, so, so I think you have to you have to keep your eye on that because the other two are secure and they're going to be really, really big, big, big parts of this offense and uh, just like they were last year. So we love those two guys and uh, enjoy them together while we can because there's no guarantees that next year they are going to be together because contracts can be weird and fickle things and. Who knows where it goes? So this is fun. I like looking at this kind of collectively as a group, what they did last year, what they should do this year. We're going to have a guest on here. His name is Damian Parson. He does a great job for Crocker Report. He's at DP underscore NFL. He'll remind you of this later on in the podcast as well. Make sure you follow him. Good film breakdown guy. Does stuff across the league. Again, he writes at Crocker Report. He's all over the place. Does a little Revenge of the Birds action too, uh, which is a Arizona Cardinals-based content but yeah, you should follow him. Let's get over to the interview right now with Damien, and I, and I think you guys will enjoy this one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Damien, we're excited to have you, man. Uh, really looking forward to some of your opinion on, on the Browns running backs because we go into camp and... You know, I I don't know if this is the best Browns running back room in the history of their franchise. They've had some amazing running backs come through Cleveland, you know, dating back before the Super Bowl era with Jim Brown and then into Ernest Biner, Metcalf, Mack. It's it, but it's pretty special as as an outsider looking yeah. in. Tell me what you like about Nick. Tell me what you like about Kareem. Uh, first and foremost, there. Ah uh, man, um, so with Nick. He is a – the main thing I love about Nick is – well, both of them, they're very interchangeable in terms of just running styles and play calls. Um, Nick, to me, at, at his best, I love when he's going east and west um, in the zone scheme because he's, he's such a good um, such a good lateral cut, cutter. So he cuts up field well. He's got that strong base, strong frame. And when you look at him, you know, if, if you didn't see him play and you looked at Nick Chubb, you would not think or believe – that he has the burst and top end speed that he has, but it's incredible. Just while I was watching him, um, you know, leading up to to the show, and it, it just it just amazes me how agile he is, how light his feet are for a guy his size with his strength and his build. Um, I just love what he brings to the table. Uh, great vision, patience. He sells the counters well. A very intelligent back as well. You know, just kind of allows things to happen before he puts that foot in the ground and heads up field. Watching Kareem Hunt, uh, again, patient, follows his blocker as well. That was one of the things that I was watching, you know, uh, I think it was the Ravens game. I saw, I think it was a couple plays where one moment Chubb's in and they ran outside zone and he, he gets 10, 12 yards. Couple couple plays, you know, he's in the game and then they rotate in Kareem Hunt and now it's counter with a, a guard and tackle pulling or a tight end and guard pulling. And Kareem Hunt is just slowly, just kind of slow cooking it, letting those guys get into the uh, into the mesh and getting into the wash and and kicking guys out. And he hits. He's got a great burst as well for a back that's almost 220 pounds. He's light on his feet. He has this um, innate ability to contort his body like mid run. So like I'll see him hit a hole. He sees an arm tackle, and you will see him kind of twist his upper half. His legs are still going straight. It's very, it's very odd. His legs are still going straight, but his body, just his top end, is just contorting a little bit to avoid the contact from the defensive linemen, the linebackers. And then he's such a physical runner as Chubb is as well. Great straight arm. He finishes runs. He, he's, he's going to fall forward. So it, it, they're very similar in a way, and yet at the same time very different. When I look at um, Kareem Hunt, just watching him in the passing game, again, almost 220 pounds, watching this guy running out and up against Baltimore, watching him, I, I posted the clip where he, he runs a quick out route, um, and it's a scramble Joe. Baker gets out of the pocket. He pretty much frees himself from and detaches himself from the linebacker or safety that's covering him, and then that body control to attack the ball at the highest point in the end zone against the Colts. They're, to me, 
like, I, and I know a lot of people would say, well, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, this is the best rushing attack, not factoring the quarterback, because Lamar Jackson's not a running back. Lamar Jackson's a quarterback. As, as a straight running backfield, this is the best the league has to offer, in my opinion. Where, where I, I guess... What's interesting with them is, I, I don't think it's a secret, I even think I responded to your tweet about how well Nick handles lateral run game, outside zone, you know, anything that's maybe pin-pull, things that involve him pushing, flowing. I always call him a two-beat ahead. People know this podcast, I call him a two-beat runner. He sees things like a, like LeBron, in a sense, where he sees things two beats ahead of where it's going to happen. And then I think Kareem is such a great, like you just said, downhill runner that like these these what the Browns started to do was they said okay we, we got a tendency where we're in the gun and we're not running the football why are we not just running quick fold schemes get with just little little uh one guard power schemes where we just you know we got why teller we could put these guys in the backfield and feel good about getting downhill so what they'll have to do probably I would imagine is fight the tendency right there's going to be a tell mm-hmm. like hey this is the scheme that they're most likely to run when Nick's on the field this is the scheme they're most likely to run when Kareem's on the field but I think they can handle both am I right in that thinking even though Kareem's better as a downhill gap scheme runner he can still run wide zone and vice versa for Nick is is that how you feel too absolutely absolutely and like I said that's that's why I look at them as interchangeable um like I said they have to make sure that they do not fall into the tendencies uh issue where you know you're just calling specific plays for each back. No, mix it up. Call the same runs, the same formations to where it's like, okay, we don't know exactly what what type of run is coming at us. We don't know if it's going to be wide zone. We don't know if it's going to be, like you said, one guard pull power, pinning and pulling, uh, even uh, even some toss sweep, weak side toss sweep. I saw with Kareem Hunt during the season as well. Give them so many different looks from a running back perspective. Give them all those different looks. Heck, I'll be honest with you. I would love because both of these guys, and, and, and no, even though Nick Chubb isn't the route runner that Kareem Hunt is, he has good hands as a running back to when he leaks out of the backfield and gets in space. I would love to see them go into some shotgun, some split back looks, uh, kind of motion Kareem Hunt into into the slot. Because one thing, and I remember tweeting out that clip. I, you know, pretty much it's 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 simple. I did know your mismatch. I did. And attack it, and that's what they did on that um that out and up play that Monday Night Football game against the Ravens. The Ravens linebackers, besides maybe Patrick Queen, those guys can't cover. They they're not gonna be able to cover out in space man to man. And Stefanski knew that. He motioned he motioned Nick Chubb out. I mean uh, Kareem Hunt out. They ran the out and up, and I think it was L.J. Fort completely lost them on on the on the route. So it's like I I feel like they should kind of factor that in a little bit too. Go to some split back looks. Get them both on the field. Motion them out because even if, if you motion out Kareem Hunt into the slot, that pulls a linebacker or even a safety out of the box to where they have to c- cover a man to man. Now you can run some inside zone. You can still run the outside zone, the wide zone out of shotgun to Nick Chubb. It, it just gives you more flexibility as a play caller. I think so too, and I think that that's a part of what makes their offense tough. Bringing all eleven back plus some, they're bringing back several others that are outside of that top eleven, and you can week to week go into each game and, and find Waldo, right? Where's the weakness? Let's find it. Let's attack it. We can do it with a bunch of different personnel groups. And that's what I like about what they've done defensively is they can finally do a little bit of that. And it's neither here nor there. But let's let's shift to, like, where these guys are in terms of your ranking. Like don't, don't worry about offending Browns fans. You know, they're going to argue Nick is the best runner in the NFL. And, and I think there are some legitimate cases that can be made for that. Yeah. I think that Pro Football Focus had him as a top three or four back, and then they had – had Kareem around ten. Where, where did where did those guys sit for you? Um, I think Kareem 
I, I don't know if Kareem was on his own. I mean, he led the league in rushing one year. You could you could argue if he didn't have his personal issues, he could be in the conversation. But I would imagine he's around that ten range. Where are you at with both of them around the league? Yeah, for me, Nick Chubb. You know, coming into the season, I don't. I can't remember if I had Nick Chubb ranked top five or not coming into last season. He's definitely in my top five right now. Um, you know, I, I love what I see from Dalvin Cook and and Derrick Henry and. and of course, we have Al Kamara and Christian McCaffrey coming back healthy and hopefully a healthy Saquon. For me as a running back guy, I want to see all these guys healthy because it's, be- it's better for the league that way. Uh, Kareem Hunt is easily top 10. And like you said, if he was in – and I, I tweeted out today, someone asked me uh, or you know came to my timeline about it. If he was in still in Kansas City, he didn't have the personal issues. I'm telling you right now, I firmly believe in that AFC championship game against the Patriots, the Chiefs win that game. Because the Bill Belichick loves his 280-pound linebackers. They had no answer for Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt was a was a issue for them. So then you factor in Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Mahomes himself, and then now you're trying to double and, and bracket certain guys and lighten the box. Kareem Hunt's going to run for 200 yards easy or even catch for 50 as well as 200 against uh, the Patriots. But um, I, I think if he's on his own, I, I usually see him as a top seven back. Um, possibly top five, you know what I'm saying? Because, like you said, his rookie year, he led the league in rushing. Mind you, Andy, Andy was his play caller, and we know how Andy Reid can be as a play caller with the run game. He can be a little inconsistent from game to game. So there was a lull in the middle of his rookie year where Andy wasn't really feeding him the ball like that. Uh, and now I think that was when they still had Alex Smith. So he went a couple guests. I think that was the year where him and Alvin Kamara came in at the same time. Alvin Kamara actually won Rookie of the Year. In my personal opinion, I believe it should have been um, it should have been Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt was a lead back. He wasn't a supplemental back. He didn't have a Mark Ingram, uh, you know, lighting lighting the load and lighting the defense for him. He was the one doing all of that, and not just in the run game, but also in the pass game. So I definitely have Chubb top five and easily um, Kareem Hunt top ten. And I mean, I, I know he signed. I know Browns fans don't probably want to hear this. I really do hope he gets on his own. Um, you know, and, and that he's good, you know, mentally he's in the right place where he can sign a nice contract with someone and be a star back in his league because he, he's just uber talented. Well, that, that kind of segued into my next question, which is the question this offseason because Nick was a, I think some people forget he was a, an early second round pick. So his contract's up at the end of 2021. So you, you the, the question floating around, because, you know, Baker, Denzel, they got options. So you can keep them around no matter what, but but Nick, you got to figure it out. So you talked about Kareem. Kareem's got another year. He's in through twenty twenty two, and then his team friendly deal will expire. You're you're Cleveland. You're Andrew Barry. You're sitting in the front office. You can keep, you can let Nick walk, keep Kareem another year, and then kind of work out a deal friendly with him, or you can do the other, the opposite of that, which is let you know sign Nick now, sign him to some sort of deal, and then let Kareem walk after twenty twenty two. Kind of curious. I don't think they can keep both, not with where they'll have to sign a quarterback and how tight the cap can get on those things. Who 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 would you go with in that scenario? Because I would think that based on sitting there at the, at the at the table, Nick would demand a little bit more money, but but Kareem can do a little bit more. But I think Nick's a little bit more gifted runner, so it's it's a tricky one. Where are you at on that? Yeah, it is a very tricky question because you know, and it, it sucks because of what Kareem Hunt has gone through in his personal life with that bad decision he made when he was with the Chiefs, you can, as a GM, you could honestly kind of use that as a way to lighten his potential next contract. 
Um, you know, depending on the type of agent he has, if he's a shark, they're going to battle like, hey, he's kept his nose clean. But it, it, it's, man, like you said, Kareem Hunt's the, the you turn, in terms of overall back, Kareem Hunt, to me, is the better overall back in terms of being able to receive the ball, all of that good stuff. And then, of course, Nick Chubb's the more gifted runner. So it's like, okay, Nick Chubb is definitely going to command, he's going to command top dollar on the, on the open market. He's not, you know, I know a lot of people like don't pay running backs, but factoring the fact that you know you've split carries, you're not. I'm not too worried about Kareem Hunt's uh, the tread on the tires. I mean, uh, Nick Chubb's tread, tread on his tires. I think that he could carry the load going forward if you did uh, let uh, Kareem Hunt walk when his uh, deal is up. It's tough. Um, it really just depends. To me, it depends if you can find another supplemental back. And why I say that is if. If you're okay going with, okay, we can work out another extension with Kareem Hunt where it gives us still gives us the cap flexibility to sign different guys, Baker, Denzel, whoever else we need to sign. If you can find that supplemental back to pretty much spell him and still get now you you're not gonna get Nick Chubb production, but a guy that can still mess with him well in terms of running the ball, catching the ball as well, I could say lean to to Kareem Hunt. But the talent of Nick Chubb is just so hard to pass up. I would honestly, it, it really just depends on what he's asking, right? Because if if he's asking for a contract that's going to eat into the cap in a way that's going to mess up Baker's potential deal, there's a Ward's potential deal, I would lean Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I think it's just, it's so hard, man. It's so hard it because Browns fans want to keep both of these guys as long as they can possibly keep them and and... You know that's the thing the Browns fans have to understand is is you're going to have elite talent. Sometimes it has to hit the door. You can't keep them all, and that's going to be a that's going to be a tough mental process for a, a franchise that hasn't had talent in so long to then understand. Oh, we can't keep them all, so it'll be tough, man. Right. Damien, this was great, man. Tell everybody where they can find your work. Hey, listen, man. You can find me, of course, on Twitter, DP underscore NFL. Um, I, I am a uh, staff writer for Revenge of the Revenge of the Birds for the Cardinals. And then I'm a draft analyst over at CrockerReport.com uh, as well. You can find uh, find us there on uh, uh, Twitter, Crocker at Crocker Report, uh, podcast, all that good stuff. And then, of course, I have my Patreon account um, as well as my YouTube for Dame's Rush Zone, looking at running backs, linebackers, all that good stuff, man. Listen, he's one of the better follows I've come across on Twitter. Very interactive. He'll teach you some things. Good follow. Damian, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again to Damien for joining us, and thank you guys for joining us as well as we do these training camp position previews. Holler at me if you have any questions. Get at me on Twitter, DM, whatever. We can talk about some things about what we uh, – I think we had a question about the salary cap number yesterday. We can we can go back and forth. This is the fun time of year. We're just a measly two weeks away from camp, and I'm, I'm getting a little nervous about the Browns announcing – these dates and when they're allowing fans to come in because I want to be actively involved in that. I want to get up there and watch it from the seats. I don't have a real purpose for being on the sideline. I don't get anything from it, so I want to get up to a high vantage point and watch this thing. So I'm hoping we hear an announcement soon. Other announcements, you know it. Just a reminder to go check out and and follow our Twitch account, which is where all of the OBR's live content will be this year. So go follow Twitch so you know when we go live on July 26th. Really looking forward to that. Make sure you're following it. Thank you guys for joining us. Spread the word about this podcast. Subscribe to it so you get the auto download. It's ready to go loaded up for your drive, your commute, your workout, whatever. 
it's ready to go for you. Appreciate it. Any reviews are always welcome as, as well. Thanks again for joining us, guys. And as usual, we'll be back with wide receiver previews tomorrow. Until then, go Browns.